on this week's episode of Where We Are. Melissa and I will break down Iowa caucus results, look ahead to New Hampshire. This is Where We Are. This is where we are. We are the Wares. I'm Michael. I'm Melissa. And Melissa, we are two days away from the biggest day in political history of the modern era. And by that, I mean the spirit of our politics drops. (laughs) I tried to calculate how far away the Bills game was for a second. (laughs) Yeah, no, the Bills game is today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's tonight. Go Bills. Bills Mafia. Uh, feed the pit. I wonder if anybody's <laughs> fed the pit yet. Okay, so for listeners who are not Bills fans like we are, there is new Buffalo Bills lore hanging around. The Bills are getting a brand new stadium. They have just created the pit for the stadium over the last couple of months. And rumors have now circulated that the Bills have won, what, their last six games? Yeah. The last six games because someone has sacrificed themselves to this pit every before each game, and now the Buffalo Bills have won, and now it's become a superstition. And so Bills fans this entire last dark, week... A very dark meme, if I... If I but extremely Bills. Very Yes, that too. Um, and so everybody's been talking about who is going to sacrifice themselves to the pit this week because it must be fed. Yes. So they play the Chiefs. We're going to obviously beat the Chiefs. We're going to move on to the AFC Championship against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. um, Which is the city that we live in. But I don't feel torn at all. I don't feel torn at all. It's all right. No, love Baltimore, but um, my my football allegiances are pretty settled. That's right. So back to the spirit of our politics. It comes out in two days, babe. We've been waiting for months on end. Honestly, you've thought about this book for years. Yes, I think we're going to do an episode uh, where we'll talk about... Yes, next week's episode will be all about the parts of the book that I love the most. So, Which, you know, that's really what you want to get to. uh, And uh, the audience, that is, uh, our our audience most wants to know what you like about the book. Um, (laughs) Yeah. had the book party this past yeah. week. That was a blast. That was so much fun. We had it in D.C. I was nervous, as I always you am. You were very nervous. I don't. I rarely see you nervous anymore, to be honest with you. So you I know, was a bit it's thrown. Been so it's been it's been a weird it's been a weird thing. It seems like everything with this book is sort of like happening all at once. Whereas my first book. Things sort of like trickled out. There was an Atlantic interview and like, but that was three, four weeks before the release. But but this is just like everything is happening all of a sudden. And really the book party was the first time I got to see like a face-to-face reaction, uh, you know, to some of the content. I, I, with my first book, I never did a reading directly from the book for any of the book events. So really, even, even though, yeah. So even though wow. I'm a second time, third time author, depending on how you count, this is, this was my, uh, the book party this past week was like the first time there's been like a reception and like I read from 
the book, which was fun. It was a, it was a cool experience. And so um, had a wonderful group of folks uh, come out. Uh, we, the host uh, lives next door to Donna Brazil. And so like an hour into the, into the book reception, Donna Brazil drops in, uh, which was great. Like she had her puppy with her. Yeah. She's like, I, re- uh, you know, uh, I, I read some, uh, some excerpts from the book. It looks great. And I was talking with someone and all of a sudden a new dog just ran past me and I pointed out and said, Oh look, there's a new puppy. And someone just goes, yeah, that's Donna Brazil's dog. And I, <laughs> I just look at them and go, Okay. <laughs> she was beyond lovely. Yeah, I, I was able to remind her back in 2012, uh, she dropped by the Chicago headquarters and literally like, was there for two and a half hours, stopped and said hello and checked in on every staffer in the headquarters. Um, she, she's, she's a, she's a, a pretty incredible woman and, and what a role she's played in American politics. Yeah. But, I mean, that's DC for you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tuesday the book comes out. Um, what that means is that there's still 48 hours left to pre-order. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but but after that, it won't be a pre-order. It'll just be an order. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, January 23rd, uh, if, if you remember... Uh, is also the date of something else happening in our politics. And that well, is the New Hampshire primary. Yes. And so uh, the, the field has consolidated yes. uh, somewhat, may consolidate a lot more potentially over the next 24 hours. And we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that point. But uh, Melissa, first let's talk a bit about Iowa you know, our predictions were great, but that's mostly because the race has been pretty settled. The yeah. polling has been pretty consistent. Yeah. We didn't make predictions that fell too far outside of the polling. The polling was actually really good. And Donald Trump won with over 50% of the vote. Uh, DeSantis came in second, far from Trump. Uh, uh, but... Uh, with Nikki Haley a couple, a uh, few points behind. Um, and, you know, like we discussed last week, kind of the nightmare, or I shouldn't say nightmare, but worst case scenario for those who wanted to see Trump weakened coming out of Iowa. Not only did he win, not only did DeSantis come uh, second, uh, and, and Haley, we'll see how she does on Tuesday, but... One would think she would have gotten more momentum had she beaten uh, out of Iowa. Had she beaten DeSantis there, um, but 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 that's where we are. Uh, Trump won a majority of white evangelicals in, the, in in Iowa. No surprise there. Folks who were surprised should not have been. Um, not only because of Trump, he's the incumbent. Uh, you know, basically in a, a sort of pseudo incumbent. But remember, we've been talking about the fact that DeSantis and Haley uh, didn't really put in the work in the way that a Ted Cruz or a Rick Santorum had in the state. 
Um, and that wasn't just negligence on their part. I'm assuming they also read the tea leaves and, and saw that Iowa has changed quite a bit. Yeah. And Trump has changed Iowa. Uh, and uh, the, the hardcore sort of GLP primary voting base there. Melissa, any thoughts on Iowa? Anything stick out to you? The only thing that I thought was interesting for the night, because it went pretty much how you and I both thought that it would go, was there was rightfully so some complaints coming out that different outlets called the race for Trump before people had even released, before a lot of people had even caucused yet. And what are sort of the ethics around something like that? Now, in like regular primary states, you know, the polls close and then you often, if obviously they can tell, um, you'll often get projections. But, you know, people, you know, the time is, is hit 8 p.m. It's hit 7 p.m. You know, polls close. You get the immediate projection. But with the caucus, with Trump sort of running away with the victory, they were able to announce it when people had because been voted. Because it's an entrance poll, yes. not an exit poll. Exactly. And so a lot of people, I think, forget that that's how Iowa works, that it will be an entrance poll, and that if you're in a situation like this ever where uh, one candidate is running away with the vote, uh, that this canon will happen. Uh, it was interesting to see the chatter around around that, and I agree with it. I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any. There's no value provided in announcing, in in making that projection. It's just news outlets wanting to get first, and I do think it's it's conceivable that it has an effect. That's what I would want studied because my guess would be that it does affect people, that somebody might be five minutes away from the polling place, hears on the radio, oh, Trump won, and they might have been... Or their phone. Or their phone, sorry. Not even the... Wow, I just... (laughs) Barely a millennial. Yeah, on their phone, you know, they they hear it, see it, whatever, and then they turn around because they're like, why why go vote? Yeah, especially... Why go vote or, you know, they go in thinking... You know, maybe DeSantis, maybe Haley has a shot. Maybe I'll cast my vote for them. And then, you know, they're getting ready to vote. And it's like, oh, Trump, Trump already won this thing. You know, this is a foregone conclusion. Might as well yeah. vote vote for the winner. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. A- anything else on Iowa? Uh, Vivek uh, did get, I think, about eight points. Yes. Um, and the polling was right on him. Yep. Yeah, polling was right on him. Uh he did perform really well among 18 to 29-year-olds. Yeah, people, yep. And that's something to watch, folks. Um, not just, so he endorsed Trump. Um, not just for the endorsement, but I, and I, I tweeted this, I X this, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think people are going to, people would be smart to take a hard look at, And I think some people misunderstood the point. I wasn't saying, oh, Vivek took these policy positions or he ran ran a campaign with the sort of policy approach. Um, No, the point is campaigns should be taking a hard look at the tactics. Where Vivek spent money, what his digital operation looked like, um, because... when, he tied for first um, 
among 18 to 29 year olds in the Iowa caucus, even though I think he got 21 percent of 18 to 29 year olds um, with only 8 percent of the vote. Like that's you, those are pr- eye popping may be an exaggeration, but those are <laughs> those are significant numbers. I can promise you that at the very least, the digital teams for Trump, uh, um, Haley, DeSantis, and I bet you bottom dollar uh, the Biden campaign are, are, are looking to uh, see what and, and, and unpack that. 100%. So that's Iowa. Yeah. Now we've got New Hampshire on the day that the spirit of our politics releases. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do this to you again this week. Sorry. Uh, uh, so here's the thing that's looming over this episode. What? Which is... In the last four or five hours, the DeSantis com- campaign announced that they were pulling out of uh, major news hits that they had. They were going to be on CNN and I think Meet the Press. Yep. Uh, yeah, MT- yeah, I said uh, MTP. Meet the Press tomorrow morning. Um, those are big gets, opportunity to reach a big audience. Uh, it's, it's, you know, a premier placement, so to speak. Very rare to pull out. They say that they're doing an event in New Hampshire, which I believe them on. The reason they give is like travel logistics. They're they're saying they have like a week of events. Here's what I'm saying. We're going to put this episode out. We don't know what's going to happen at this DeSantis event in New Hampshire. I look at this and, and others are sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, speculating. Is he going to drop out tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he going to endorse? And if so, who? Um, Trump racked up a number of endorsements. Senator Tim Scott, endorsed mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Um, someone asked for my opinion on that, but this is not a listener Q&A episode, so save it for the listener <laughs> Q&A episode because I do not want to answer that question right now. Um, to, but, but Marco Rubio endorsed... I mean, so Trump has been building up some support. Is DeSantis... Did... Did the Trump campaign make an overture to DeSantis? And did they just are, are are they nervous? Or is DeSantis, you know, I did note at in the last debate they had when, you know, they were asked to say a nice thing about the other Nikki uh Governor Haley just said that Ron uh, uh DeSantis was a good governor. Um, could DeSantis endorse endorse Haley? I think the odds are here. I'll just say prediction. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think DeSantis will look out for his own career. I think the odds of him he could potentially get primaried in Florida if he turns against Trump. Trump has a lot of capital in Florida. I think if Ron DeSantis is dropping out, if he is endorsing someone, I think it'll be Trump, unfortunately, in my view. Um, 
But so that kind of looms over this. That, that could have a lot to do with New Hampshire. DeSantis is only getting somewhere between 4 to 8% in New Hampshire in polling. But that could, it, 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 could, be, it could be significant. Um, and so that, that's a question mark. Uh, the polling for New Hampshire heading in, the good news for Trump is that he seems to be polling pretty solidly above 50. So I'm seeing polls with him at 53, 54, which means that Nikki Haley could consolidate all the vote and Trump would still win. Um, typically, I'm seeing Haley in mid to high 30s. Uh, you know, if I, if I had to, uh, I think Trump will win. I think the question is, can Haley make it interesting? How long does the night go? You know, is there a lot of, uh, is there chatter about Haley performing, uh, uh, overperforming? Haley's been raising questions this weekend about Trump's mental fitness for office after Trump confused her with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, friends, I won't give you the details on that. It's really not worth your time, except to know that Donald Trump seemed to mistake Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi. Um, and, and Nikki Haley has been driving that message over the weekend. If she overperforms expectations... Obviously, beating Trump, or if she's within again, I, I think for me, if she's within six, eight points. I'm thinking, yeah, it's worth it's worth going, it's worth continuing on. Um, does there start to be real? Does there start to be some momentum around this idea that an argument about? Trump's fitness for office could could be meaningful heading into South Carolina, heading into Super Tuesday. Well, I think because Haley has already been going after Trump about his age this weekend, that if she does actually perform the way you're yes. talking about, then it absolutely yes. people will connect the dots and say, oh, her argument's there. It means that she made inroads right. with those arguments for exactly. sure. Yeah, which is something that I've been talking about since we had our episode on the age debate between Biden and Trump. Um, that you just needed one outcome for a lot of doubt to be brought into the media mainstream. You mean electoral, like like a yeah, yes, sure. Um, and for the media to just run with um, the that doubt. Yeah, um, I I I agree. Um, you know, I, I think the other side of this is like, what happens if Trump gets 60? Yeah, 100%. And does Haley really want to get embarrassed in her home state? Oh, yeah. Um, and this is kind of the question both Haley and DeSantis are asking. And again, this will be outdated <laughs> very soon. But just to talk about DeSantis, you know, he did get over 20% in Iowa, did come in second. But, you know, if, the, if, if we're to believe the polling, he's polling single digits in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. 
it's and it's not like you know after Iowa they said that they were they were you know for a while they said they were skipping New Hampshire going straight to South Carolina they've kind of been back and forth on that but it's not like South Carolina is like super promising for for DeSantis (laughs) so this whole week I've kind of been going you know what is the pathway like where does he think he's going to get momentum from Uh, and. It's like, I don't see it. What I wonder is if they thought, well, let's, let's, if, I think they thought if we drop out, um, then it's just Haley. And if something happens with Haley, if she, if she somehow, if she fumbles the ball heading into New Hampshire, then you know, th- then no one's left. And so I wonder if they just thought, let's hang around, let's see what changes, let's see if we get a bump from doing, from getting second in Iowa. Let's do some events in South Carolina, see if, how it feels, if there's traction here. But I, you know, again, I wonder if, if and we'll see, we'll see if, what they, what they learned. And I, I would not be surprised if, if he dropped, if he dropped out. Um, yeah, I mean, that story coming out, to, well, yesterday, Saturday, about, um, you know, him canceling some big media appointments. Since Tuesday and Wednesday, there have been various reports in various outlets saying that he was already looking at um, 2028. And it was coming from insiders, and I just don't think, and I think floating that out there, the team might have been trying to see what do people think about that about him looking already to 2028 and, you know, dropping. And I thought, huh, that's strange. That means he must be dropping out soon. That's what went through my mind on Wednesday, I think, when I saw one of the stories. And now this news came out. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they tested the waters just a few days ago. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure I have that much more to say about New Hampshire. It's a very different state from Iowa. And... You know, if Haley can't do well here, it's kind of like the reverse New York City situation. Like, if Haley can't do well in New Hampshire, given her base, that she can't do well anywhere. If she can't make it in New Hampshire, she can't make it anywhere. Um, and so this really is the, the, the moment for her. And again, I don't think she needs to win to continue. But I do think... She needs to show that she can go toe-to-toe with Trump. Um, I think, if if you want to know my real prediction, I think whether she comes within five or comes within 15, I think she's going to uh, challenge Trump to a debate. Like, like I, I think her, Ooh, I think her yeah. new, I think her New Hampshire victory speech will be like, you know, Donald. It's like you and me. She loves playing. She, 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 she loves playing. Sort of. Um, uh, I don't mean this in a negative way, but like she'll she'll play the gender card. She'll sort of like you know she she makes sort of comments um, that that invoke. Uh, gender and being a female politician, I wouldn't be surprised if 
if she made some sort of uh, uh, appeal that they thought could grab headlines of Haley essentially challenging Trump's manhood <laughs> to try and get him into some kind of moment where Haley and Trump are are um, on a debate stage together or, or a joint interview or something. That would be my that would be my prediction. Um, now, if she wins New Hampshire, Trump may be <laughs> the one wanting a debate. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so yeah. Yeah, I can see it. So let's run with that prediction and see what we'll happens see what this happens. week. Yeah. Yep. It's um. You know, we're we're, we're going to have a heap. There will be a big focus on South Carolina if Haley makes this interesting, and if not, the general election. The general election could begin on Wednesday morning. Yep, just it might get a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, all right, Melissa. I think I think that covers it. If folks want to hear more of at least uh, me, <laughs> uh, had a great time talking with uh, our friends at the Church Politics Podcast um, and uh, Pastor Chris Butler uh, uh, interviewed. Uh, me about the book over there. Uh, the Martin Institute uh, interviewed me. The Martin Institute houses the Willard Papers. Uh, uh, they do so much wonderful work. Uh, was able to talk with Mike DeFuchia, um, uh about the book there. There will be a number of other interviews coming out over the next week, but but those are two good ones. Other thing I'd say is for those who are signed up at ccpubliclife.org, we actually sent out the audio for the first chapter of the book. Um, if you aren't signed up for that email, just drop us a line at, at the pod. You could go through whereweare.substack.com. Uh, you could reach out to Melissa and I over social media. I'll send you the link if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you you uh, would love for you to have the gift as well. Maybe you could listen to it before the book, uh, before you get your, your own copy of the book on Tuesday. Or if you're thinking about that audiobook. Thinking about that audiobook. You sound great. It was the first time I got to hear you. Yeah? Yeah. It was fun recording it. Yeah, you seemed to have a lot of fun. You loved it. Yeah. It was, uh, no. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a great, great experience. My, the only thing was like my, I was in a, like a small booth reading off an iPad and so and it was like six hour eight hour days so I'd leave that booth and my vision was messed up for like you know like three hours it took so long for like my eyes to get back but it was uh it was fun to record the audiobook all right Melissa this is um you know next week will be new people so much will have changed a different in our lives, people. a different in our <laughs> life, in the country. Yes. Either the Buffalo Bills will be headed to the AFC Championship, uh, or or, or their season seven will be people over. People will have sacrificed themselves to the pit for nothing. <laughs> uh, we will have results from New Hampshire. Yep. Uh, we'll know if Ron DeSantis is in or not. The. The book will have come out, 
And who knows? Maybe Saoirse will lose some other teeth. We didn't even talk about that. We Our didn't talk about it. five-year-old daughter just lost her first tooth, already has the adult tooth, like the tooth that she'll have for the rest of her life. It's already there. Is already there, and she's five, and she's basically moving out. Uh, we're, we're yeah, very we were disturbed. thrown for a loop. We're we weren't prepared. Disturbed. I wasn't mentally prepared because I wasn't mentally prepared. I was not emotionally prepared for this big milestone in her life and really in, in my own life. Um, yeah, any other parents out there thrown for a loop when your kids lose their teeth? Because, well, we were. Yeah, no, it was jarring. Mm-hmm. It was and she looks jarring. so cute. She looks adorable. Oh, I love her so much. Okay, let's let's leave it there. Okay. This has been Where We Are. Bye. The end of the weekend, but I still wanna turn.